Take your Bibles with me, please, and turn to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3 is where I would like you to turn your attention, and we're going to take a look at verse 24. Most often, we would start the reading at verse 23, but I want to intentionally start at verse 23. I'll read from the New Living, and then we'll look at it as it's listed on the screen from the New International Version. Romans 3, verse 24 from the New Living Translation says, Yet God, with undeserved, <clears throat> excuse me, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. I want to read this in your hearing from the NIV, and as prepared to do that, I want you to know that many, many scholars believe that this could be the most important sentence, the most important phrase in the Bible. There's no way to do an emphasis on grace and not talk about Romans 3.24. You would expect Romans 3.23, but the deep, powerful, theological truth that's all contained within verse 24 deserves and demands our focus. It says in the NIV, and we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Notice the great words, justified, grace, and redemption. Justified freely. Justified freely by grace How did grace happen through Jesus Christ as he gave his life an atonement to provide redemption? Let me give you just a few insights that we find as we study this passage. In many of the commentaries, it just opens it up. McGee says, there's no explanation in us for grace. God doesn't say, oh, aren't they such wonderful people? I'll have to do something for them. As we have seen before, there is nothing in us that would call out the grace of God other than our great need. We are justified without a cause. It is by His grace, which means that there's no merit on our part. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is love in action. Barnhouse says we can see in this passage the true basis of our salvation. There was absolutely nothing within man that could recommend him to God. God did not sit in heaven and look down upon this earth until he had found something in some men that recommended them to him. He gave salvation to men who deserved hell. There will not be one person in heaven who deserved heaven except the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who merited heaven. But an innumerable company who merited hell are going to be in heaven simply because the grace of God decided that we should be there. Newell writes... Concerning the word grace, in the Greek is the word charis, evolves into our word charity. 
he writes, our word charity has been narrowed down in our poor thought and speech to handing out a dole to the needy. But as used by God, the word grace means the going forth in boundless oceans according to himself of his mighty love, who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Therefore, the grace of God is the infinite love operating out of and by infinite means. That Jesus expresses the love of God out of no motive derived from us, but simply out of the benevolence and the bounty of our almighty God. Grace, therefore, defined in this passage and in this message, is credit. Credit for something we didn't do. It would be seen as credit where credit is not due. Do you remember the days of these kind of credit card machines? Used to be a lot of drama when they used these. Today, it's not very dramatic. You swipe your card. It's silent. It's not silent when you get the statement. But the transaction is silent. Used to, they would take your card, place it here in the rack, and... So you would pay for your gasoline. You'd pay for your groceries. Pay for dinner. And if the sound of the machine didn't get you, the bill at the end of the month would. For you see, 30 days is enough time to rack up a debt. Just the same as a lifetime is enough to rack up a sin debt, knowing that we're born in sin, and out of a sin nature we live, and we just rack up a sin debt. We covet our neighbor's car. We lose control. We get an attitude in traffic. We lust. We doze off during this sermon. So we rack up this sin debt. And then we say, I, I know, I, I'll try to offset the sin debt. So every prayer offered is a check written. Every good deed is payment made. So hopefully at the end of the, the life, I've somehow justified the account. But how do you do that when you really don't know what sin costs? Each sin. I mean, what is the cost for the sin of losing your attitude and getting angry in traffic? I mean, how how do you pay for that? Do you attend more church services than you were going to 
Do you mow the church lawn? How do you pay? What if you just cop a terrible, terrible, unchristlike attitude? What's, what's the cost? I mean, do you, do you pay less if it's a cloudy day versus a sunny day? Do we, do we get a, just a certain amount of days? How do you attach? And so we tried this offset. So where we've cursed, we compliment. Where we've lusted, we express loyalty. For our vices, we express a victory, hoping that it all comes down on the ledger and we've justified the debt that we've racked up. But what we know by this passage is that we could never pay the cost for our sin because we could never know how much it costs to see our sin upon the cross. So Romans 3.24 just explodes off of the page to tell us that the cost is way more than we could pay. Therefore, grace is way more than we could ever imagine. Unmerited favor given to us by God. Credit to us that we didn't deserve. Credit for what we didn't do. How amazing. How awesome. See, we are talking today about a transfer. Let me show you what I mean by that transfer with your Bibles open in Romans. You'll see in Romans 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. So God expresses his love. Jesus gives his life and we express faith. We believe. And we're justified. Going down to verse number 9 of Romans 5. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. We are justified when we express faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Let me insert right here that in our culture, they are trying to remove the sacrifice of the cross and present a Christ who did not suffer, who did not die, as if to say the cross and its expression through words of he suffered, bled, and died is way overdone. That is even being spewed out in some seminaries. I say with the conviction of God's truth, he suffered, he bled, and he died. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin But I want to tell you, he shed his blood and there is power today to have your sins washed away. Not because of who you are or what you've done, but because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ at Calvary. Oh, thank God for the blood. Justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it says, we're justified, made right by the power of God. It's all about a transfer. It's all about credit where it isn't due. Please imagine with me that this represents 
our ledger. Upon which we have a house payment, so we have a mortgage, a car, credit cards. I'll just let these represent the credit cards. And then over here is the ledger of a very wealthy man, and there's no debt. Up here, we have the bank. Imagine if this man walked out from behind one of these curtains onto this platform, and he says, Pastor Ron, would you ask everyone in the building who has a house note to please stand, because today I'm paying it off. I really thought there'd be a little more excitement at that moment, but... I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. And then he says, okay, now I'd like everyone who has a car note, please stand because I'm paying off all the car notes. Then everyone who has any kind of credit card debt, any other kind of debt whatsoever, any form or fashion, please stand. And so, see, that's what I thought. Because today I'm paying it off. Now, imagine that. So that when you leave this building, you drive home in a car that's paid for, go into a house that is paid for, sit on furniture that is paid for, watch a big screen that is paid for, go mow the yard with equipment that is paid for. Every single thing is paid for. Now, what has occurred is that your debt first of all, was transferred to the wealthy man's ledger. And then wealthy man goes to the bank, makes a withdrawal to satisfy your debt. And now here is the the thing that just blows our minds. Then the bank turns and credits to your account paid in full. He paid the debt, but yet you now hold the title to your car, to your house, to all of your stuff. The debt was yours, transferred to him, sent up to the bank, and then the bank looks at you and says, house note redeemed, paid for, car note, it's gone, paid for. And gives you the title. Oh, happy day. Since the rich man paid all my debt. Now, are you following the illustration? Here we are, born with a sin nature. We are sinners. And we have a ledger. Has anyone in this room ever at some point lied? Just raise your hand. Has anyone, those of you that didn't raise your hand. We got you. Have you ever had a wayward thought? Ever done something you shouldn't have done? 
I'm getting concerned about the church I'm pastoring here. This is a rough, messed up group. All of us, all of us, every one of us, every one of us, major, major sin debt. So, here we are, hopeless and helpless to ever pay it off. To have the ledger of our souls washed clean, redeemed, set free, exonerated, debt free. No, no chance, no hope of that. Hey, can, yeah, there we go. We'll make sure this stays on the screen. So here we have our sin ledger and it is transferred over to Jesus Christ. And on the cross, all of our sin was placed upon him. We have no idea the depth of our sin and what each sin would cost. We just know it costs the death of Jesus. But on that cross, as he was taking the iniquity of us all, we can say, I just will never comprehend. I will never know how much it costs to see my sin upon the cross. There he was dying, and he then, as we transfer our sin debt to him, sends up his grace in replace for our debt to the eternal judgment bank of God's knowledge. And in return, because the debt was satisfied by Christ, God credits to you and to me A heart that is sin debt free, redeemed. I just think that needs to sink down. If I mention the Dallas Cowboys, always get a response. Arkansas Razorbacks, always get a response, which is a very appropriate response. Washington Redskins, nothing. I mentioned a house being paid off. What's got to happen within the church of the redeemed as we must remember that we have been redeemed. Every sin, every time we miss the mark, all of our shortcomings, the wages of our sin was death, but it was transferred over and the gift of God comes down to us as eternal life, abundant life, an over and amazing blessing of God. Oh, my friend, how we can say with the psalmist, I will praise the Lord for he has dealt bountifully with me. Hallelujah. Praise God, the one who knew no sin became sin. All of my sin transferred to him, that then I might become the righteousness of God. We were lost without hope and without help, wandering and walking according to the course of this world, following and pursuing the lusts of our own flesh, which produced sin, which then produced death, had no way of changing our life. But God, who is rich in mercy, 
with his great love, sent forth his only begotten son. And Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, became sin. That we might have a transfer so that then we might become the righteousness of Almighty God. So that then we are handed a title, a guarantee that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And on the day that Jesus returns or his rapture and you're dead, you rise. And you're there in that eternal home prepared for you. Didn't earn it, couldn't buy it. It was all the gift of God's amazing, amazing grace. Where would we be today without the grace of God? Back in D.L. Moody's day, he had taught his class. It's a bunch of little boys in his class. And this little boy had a chore that day to go by and get some milk back then the bottles were made and they were breakable and the little boy on his way home with the milk slipped and fell and the the milk bottle broke into pieces the milk spilled all over the sidewalk and the little boy was just weeping and D.L. Moody saw him and went and picked him up and all the little boy was saying is mama's gonna whip me mama's gonna whip me and he said well let's try to put it back together so they took that bottle And they tried to put it back together. And one time they got it all to hold, but just for a couple of minutes. And then it shattered. And it seemed that nothing would stop the crying. So D.L. Moody sweeped up that little boy. And they go to one store. And they bought a brand new bottle. Then they go back to the store and got it filled with milk. And then D.L. Moody carried the bottle and carried the little boy all the way home, walked up the stairway and put him right on the front porch. And he says, now what do you think mom will do? He said, oh, she's not going to whip me. Matter of fact, she's going to be happy because this is a much better bottle than we had. And the little boy had nothing to do with it. It was all the merits of another the broken pieces of our lives, dreams, relationships, opportunities just lost. And we sit there in the misery of our own sin with brokenness and desperation. We feel the judgment, wrath, and despair. The power of shame comes over us We rehearse the debt of our sin and know that we can't change it. We can't pay it. We're in a place and we can't get out of it. We're in a condition. We lack the power to change it. But along comes Jesus. He comes to where we are. And he picks us up. By his grace, he gives us a whole new life. And he sets us down and points us toward the future. We have the smile of God over our lives. And life better than we could have ever imagined. And it's all because of grace. Until you capture this concept that it's by God's grace, he credits to your heart righteousness and put faith in the work of Christ your life cannot be changed but the minute like the little boy 
that you realize you can't do anything about it. And you accept the gift of another. Then your life can change. There were these people. They were in the top floor of an apartment complex. The bottom floors were on fire. They were trapped at the top floor. The fire truck showed up that was the ladder truck. And by the conditions of the surroundings of the apartment, the ladder extended and it was five feet short from making it to the windowsill. So those people are trapped. So the fireman climbs up locks his legs in the top rung of the ladder and then reaches over and grabs the windowsill and creates a human bridge. And he looks at every person and he says, now, come across me to safety. Come across me to safety. In all of our efforts to try and make payments to balance, to justify the sin ledger, there's still a gap between where we are and where we need to be. So Jesus Christ goes to the cross and creates a bridge from where we are to where he is. And we come across his love, his provision to a life that is abundant, full, free, shame. Lifted. The devil says, Shame on you. The cross says, Shame off you. No condemnation. God, I pray that people will respond now to the gift of grace with your eyes closed. If you find in your heart the ledger filled with sin, not been reconciled by the grace of God you have never asked you see you need to make a withdrawal today on the grace of God you do that by saying I'm a sinner I cannot pay for the debt I owe so I want to come to you Jesus and ask for your grace to be withdrawn from your heart and applied to my heart so that I could be forgiven it's called salvation never ask Christ to become your Savior, I want you to raise your hand right now. Let me pray for you. You say, I need His love, His grace. Hear the question. It's not, have you been in church or around people that are very spiritual? This is asking you, have you confessed with your mouth your need of Jesus Christ? And if today you need to do that, just lift your hand now. I will see it. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Oh, his love has no limits, no boundaries. It flows to your heart today. If you find yourself needing to renew the relationship, rededicate your heart to the Lord, this is an opportunity for you as well. Say, I'm coming back. We call it our first love. Like a prodigal, we come back home. If that's you, just raise your hand. I need to do that. You say, I need to do that. Holy Spirit, find us with grace. For every sin we've racked up, there is grace. 
Thank you, Jesus. Now, everybody looking this way, what we've learned today is that we're justified by the grace of God through the shed blood of Jesus. Romans 5.1 says, we're justified by faith in the work of Christ, our faith in Him. His blood shed, we're justified. It goes on to talk about good works. We've learned today, you can't be saved by good works. What are good works? They are evidence that grace has happened in your life. So that grace does not become a license to just go and live however we want to. But it comes, becomes a motivation to live the way Christ would have me to. So the good works are an evidence that grace has happened. And that's why it goes on to say in Romans 8 that we're justified by works. And th- that's where people get confused. No, the works are a result that we have been saved. Not to be saved. So I challenge you to just be overwhelmed that Jesus in all of his splendor has walked into your life and said, give me all of your debt. I'm going to pay it. And I'm going to pay it gladly so that you can go free. But then you live in honor of the one who paid the price with his own life. So may your worship never be the same. May your service to God never be the same. May your thoughts about God never be the same. Because you are reminded today that grace, like a boundless ocean, has come your way. It brought in the love of God. It took away your sin. It brought in the grace of God. It took away your shame. It brought in the love of God. It took away your confusion. It's the transfer. He's the anointed one to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. You see, it's a transfer. It's all about the grace of God.